stupid witch. <laughs> okay, tell me your joke. <laughs> Did it get stupid witch on it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, I think, uh, so. I think it's something like uh, a British Jew is getting knighted by the queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you take a knee, you're supposed to recite something in Latin. Uh-huh. And he gets up and he forgets what the Latin is. Yeah. Uh, and so he's, he just panics and says, like, the Jewish prayer for Passover. Just starts reciting. Just, just, just reciting Jewish prayers. <laughs> and the queen's like, why is this one different than the other ones? <laughs> and they're like, he's Jewish. <laughs> this one's Jewish. This one appears to be a Jew, ma'am. <laughs> and she's like, oh, fascinating. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Whatever. I don't really care. <laughs> Latin is stupid anyway. I only like corgis now. <laughs> So all people are the same. I understand her more than I understand most humans. Mm-hmm. Like the, I, the corgi I get it. Corgis are the best. <laughs> I get it. We we just drove by a corgi last night after you got back from class, and I just started screaming at the window. <laughs> and you did the correct thing by ignoring it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, what? A, I'm used to it now, so it's just like, yeah. It's like it's the tiniest corgi, and I'm like, mm-hmm. No, you don't understand. Mm-hmm. You don't. When you when you meet my corgis, you'll understand. Mm, I don't think so, but mm. okay. See, it's funny, listeners, because when people talk to me about when I have kids, you're going to hold my kids and you're going to love them. I'm like, <laughs> I don't think so. It's the same conversation. Yeah, I have legitimately said that to you. Yeah, you're so. not the only one. Many yeah. pe- there's a line of people who have threatened me with their <laughs> who are children. just waiting to have kids to put them in your arms. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, welcome mm-hmm. hysterical history. Hysterical St- history? Question mark? No. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. Both or both? Hysterical history. Upside down exclamation point. Spanish. Spanish. <laughs> Upside down. Question mark? I'm Alexis. <laughs> I'm Haley. And I'm not sure what we're talking about. We're talking right about uh, a sounds like a continuation of last week's episode. In that women are mm, crazy. De- demon crazies. Yeah. Yeah. My uterus is nowhere to be found. <laughs> nowhere to be they found. Cannot figure out where it is. Full of demons. It's bad. It's gonna murder you in the night. Probably. It's kind of like... It like comes out and strangles you? Yeah, like every, like... Uh, this is how it come out. ...chest burster scene in the <laughs> Alien movies. Yeah. But the uterus comes out, and then it, like, goes down someone else's throat. Mm. And that's how a new woman is created. <laughs> and that's how women are born. <laughs> when they say, like, are you a woman now? That's what they mean. <laughs> like, has the alien your, uterus... Your womanly task. <laughs> ...descended into your abdomen... Where it will soon burst forth to create a new woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's how you get your period. So that's what the the period is. It's actually the <laughs> gestation period for the alien. Mm, of course. Uh, and that's why um, health classes are split between the genders. Mm-hmm. They have to be. For safety reasons. Yeah. But we're exposing them. Yeah. It's not really male and female. That's like a dated binary. It's more yeah. like aliens and uh, spaceship people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, this is a history podcast. Yep. You, and we are not talking about uteruses today, you, except in that I'm talking about a lady. Very sorry if this is your first <laughs> time listening. Just start it off. Mm, it's, it's weird. Um, Catherine de Medici is who we're talking about today. She's great. 
She's a lot of things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and specifically today, uh, we're going to do a, like, topic about her. Um, she's got a lot going on, mm-hmm. so I want to kind of spread out when we're going to talk about her. There's a few, like, specific topical things in her life that are very interesting to me personally. Yes. Um, and so she's probably going to be in a few episodes I do. And then at some point I'm also planning on doing... Mary Queen of Scots, and oh, yes. so she's going to be in that too. <laughs> uh-huh. She's our mommy in law, and uh, yeah. But basically, Catherine's cool, and I like her. Oh, it's yeah. a good time, especially in Rain. Really good, best character in the show. Yeah, she's pretty great. She has no time for anyone. <laughs> no, no matter what is wrong with them, she's just like I'm busy living my life. I'm busy. Why are all of you so bad at everything? Uh, and if you've seen Rain, you know a few things about Catherine, and some of them are true. I was actually, while I was reading about, like, her relationships with her kids and with other people, I was surprised how accurate they were on the show. Mm. That I was like, oh, wow, they actually, like, did research, question mark? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because so much of that show is, like, nothing <laughs> even close to reality. Like, all of the um, set design and makeup and wardrobe. Yeah, every mm-hmm. yeah, and events and people. A lot of it's wrong. Just made up. Um, who is the weird like estranged <laughs> brother who's made named like Chad or something? Yeah. <laughs> His name is Bash. <laughs> it's Sebastian. I hate him. He's legitimately not real. They just made him up. <laughs> he's his name is Chad, and I hate him. He's terrible. And it's like there's so much love triangle nonsense in it that it's just like very stupid. Um, we don't have time for it. No. But uh, Catherine is like very accurate in some ways, like I was saying about her relationships with people. And then in other ways, it's very speculative. Mm-hmm. But I don't blame them for that because even when you look at historian stuff, it's very speculative. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, this is, uh, she was born in 1519. So it's a while ago. You got to speculate. And we don't have like a ton of firsthand accounts anymore. You know? They're mostly dead. Yeah. And I mean, uh, one of the things that was great, uh, we watched one episode that we recorded us watching that we're going to put out with this episode. Mm, Oh, that that survived? Yeah. Oh. We did it twice (laughs) because we had an alarm problem. Oh, yeah. Um, But uh, one thing we talked about in that episode was it's hilarious because they write a note and then they say, like, Mm. this woman doesn't know how to write. (laughs) And it's so funny because it's like... So weirdly accurate all of a sudden. I was like, I remember watching that episode the first time and I was like, what? And I was like, that's brilliant. Mm -hmm. But I was also like so confused that they were being so accurate for one moment. It was just very like (laughs) I had like whiplash, you know, like historical accuracy on that show. But um, like she can't write, but she her eyeliner's on fleek. (laughs) What's happening? What's happening? Um, But. Uh, you know, also that leads to the problem of, like, a lot of people can't write at the time mm-hmm. or read. So we don't have a lot of things that survived because some of them just weren't even created. But anyway, uh, Catherine is Catherine de Medici. If mm-hmm. you know anything at all about the Renaissance, you should recognize her last name. Medici. Medici. They are a very rich banking family. And when I say very rich, I mean the Medicis are basically the Kardashians of the Renaissance. <laughs> the Kardashians. Uh, I was thinking about this uh, last night, and I was like, I feel like that's really accurate in, like, how many people revere them mm-hmm. and hate them or both at the same time, how 
different people have different amounts of success yeah um and followings and but just like skill and right (laughs) but just really like how much and like strategic marriages um but also just like how much they are in the like conscience of everyone like everyone's very aware of them everyone knows the medici yes and everyone knows the kardashians so if Catherine de medici was a kardashian which kardashian would she be i don't know because she's really like She's not in the main group, kind of. Mm-hmm. She's, like, pretty young. So she's she might a, be one that hasn't been born yet. Whoa, a new Kardashian. <laughs> we should title... One of the new babies. <laughs> we should title that in the episode. And the just new make Kardashian. It the most clickbait. Catherine, the new Kardashian. We still put her name. <laughs> Catherine Kardashian. Ooh. And people are like, oh, what? We're going to get so Whose many... baby is that? So many angry clicks. People will hate us. Um, so she's born April 13th, 1519, in Florence, Italy. Mm. In yes. Firenze. Mm, yes. Um, she's the daughter of Lorenzo di Piero de Medici, Duca di Urbino. We know Lorenzo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we From Assassin's Creed, yeah. mostly. It's bad. It's it's not good for him. Uh, I also don't have an Italian accent I can do. Sorry. Just pretend um, to be Mario and you're most of the way there. <laughs> and her mom is Madeleine de la Tour de Auvergne. Auvergne? I don't know. It's the GNE, and I can't do mm-hmm. it. Um, who is a Bourbon prince and related to French nobility? Because something that immediately—that's a rumor you'll hear about Catherine—is that she's not royal at all, which is not true. Um, like she's not probably high up on your first choice as far as like royal bloodline. Mm-hmm. And people make a lot of stink about that, about like how uh, she was married to France only for money and not at all for like royalty. <laughs> Listen to these these poor royals pooing on money. Well, no, I don't think royalty says that. I think like French citizens say oh. that. Listen to all these peasants <laughs> pooing on money. They're like, oh, they're so greedy. They just want money. They don't even care about royalty anymore. And I'm like, why do you care? You <laughs> don't have money or royal blood. What's your <laughs> right? damage? Um, <laughs> jealous much? But mostly it's just because she's Italian, and so yeah. they hate her. <laughs> That's fair. France and Italy at this time are not friends. They have consistent wars, are always trying to get up in each other's business, and like this marriage in part is supposed to kind of like calm that down, too. Yeah. Um, especially, like I said, marrying a Medici because they're like the biggest family. So it's like a big deal. Mm-hmm. And hopefully people will be cool. And they're not cool. Yeah. Generally. Especially once she's in France. Oh, dear. Um, but like I said, she's got claims to French um, aristocracy and royalty from her mother. Um, who was a French countess. So, like, she's part French. Wow. And um, the king of France and the pope had married uh, Catherine's parents. Um, Sorry, the pope? The the pope. They marry people, I guess? I guess. Yeah, if you're royalty, they'll marry you. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) All the rules are off. Uh, But but they specifically married Catherine's parents, apparently to secure the Italian states for Mm, France. Yeah. (laughs) Smart. I want those. So um, that's why they're very interested in her as a baby. Because <laughs> there's just like a French-Italian royalty combo. A baby. Who's really rich. So they're like, yes, she's going to be the queen of France. She's the chosen that's one. That's what we want to do. Uh, her mother dies when she's 28 days old. 
Mm. So not even a month. Her mother is dead. Probably, I'm assuming from like birth complications, probably. Yeah. Like, I don't know if she had a disease. Who knows? It doesn't say. No who, one cares. Who knows? Um, her father, Lorenzo, um, he's actually the prince that Machiavelli writes the prince for, mm-hmm. like to try to schmooze in there. So that gives you a feel of like what Lorenzo is like, or at least what <laughs> Machiavelli thinks that Lorenzo would like. Yeah. It doesn't work, so apparently he was wrong. <clears throat> but you just sometimes you write something for someone and you just totally whiff on what their sense of humor is. Yeah, it's true. Um, but he dies a few days after his wife from syphilis. How, uh, what a good thing for them. Hooray. Bye, which means Hooray. Catherine's an orphan now when she's a one month old. <laughs> She'll do fine. Great. She's fine. So she gets like passed around to different family members like, do you want this baby? Do you want the baby? And they're all like, no. <laughs> they're they're all Kardashians. They can't handle a baby. It's so mean. Like, I don't want it. You have you have nurses and things. You have people to take care of it. They and have just money. Like, yeah, hire people. No. And they're just like, I don't want the baby. I don't want this. I don't know this one. This one doesn't smell like me. Like, her parents are it. dead. I don't care about it. <laughs> I don't have anyone to impress by taking <laughs> this baby. It's so sad. I hate it. And so um, there's a coup in Florence after this um, that sees her paraded in the streets. It oh, says, oh my gosh. on a donkey as a symbol of her defeated family legacy. Oh. She's a baby. <laughs> Like and they're like, look, it's <laughs> over for the Medicis. It's over. And I'm like, what is happening? Put that kid on a donkey. So it's time ever, for like, a parade. It's funny because a lot of times when we talk about even like royalty sometimes, it's like they're not that important even when they're young. Like because they'll be like a bonus, you know, like a spare. Yeah. Um, or like just to, you know, they don't become prominent until they're older and they like do things. Not Catherine. <laughs> People are paying a lot of attention to her, whether it's positive or negative. Yeah. Even from her like parents' marriage, you know, before she's even born, mm-hmm. let alone when she's a paraded on a donkey baby. That's very Christ-like of her. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's over for you. Happy Easter, everyone. <laughs> You're done. When Jesus rides the donkey. Your parents are dead. <laughs> Happy um, Easter. So where do you go when your parents are dead and no one wants you and everyone is happy your family is over? Hogwarts. <laughs> uh, kind of, a little. <laughs> um, she goes to a nunnery. Uh, yeah. Yay. I mean, it's probably in like a Hogwarts-type building. Yeah, and there, there's stonework and, and pretty buttresses probably. Um, so in Florence and Rome is where she goes to different nunneries to be raised and Ew, hang out. Oh, Rome. <laughs> Gross. I mean, they're they're Catholic, so that's kind of good. I guess for her going south, though. <laughs> we, lo- Italians, we love you, Rome. Italians are racist against anything that's south of them. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Italy's basically Florida, <laughs> so except reverse, because they think like the lower you go, the worse it is. Whereas, yeah. like, I feel like the tendency in Florida is like the more north you go, mm, the worse it is. Yeah. Because it gets swampy up there, and the bottom's like a cool beach scene, yeah. which is the same, really, in Italy, but people are like it better in you know, the swamp, I guess. racism is not <laughs> rational. No. <laughs> we'll say it here. You heard it here first. And it doesn't translate to different places just because they're the same shape. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, she's getting trained um, and educated and disciplined by nuns. Uh, so, you know, learning to be a good Catholic baby. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, interesting to know, just because I want to put this in here so I don't forget. Um, the same kind of thing happens to Mary Queen of Scots. Mm. Like, she also is raised by nuns when she's very young because they're worried, I think, that the English are going to sneak in and kill her. I mean, that's totally fair. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, I, I mean, there's a record of Yeah, that. yeah. Well, and, and I think at that point they had run out of people for the throne, which is why it's <laughs> going to be her. So they're like, we really oh. need you to not die, please. This one's important. Please. This is our, so they're like yeah. hiding her in a nunnery. Um, well, <laughs> you'll see when I talk about Mary Queen of Scots and Catherine de' Medici that like maybe, you know, that would be like a nice link between them. But also maybe Catherine does not care. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. But anyway, in 1530, there are a whole bunch of anti-Medici armies that get together. Like, you know, um, not an actual army, obviously, but like a mob of people. Uh, a squad. Yeah, who are mad and have swords. Mad squad. And so they um, flank the nunnery where Catherine is. They find her, and they're like, let's kill her. Do you need to flank it when it's stationary? <laughs> also, like, it's a nunnery. Like, what? <laughs> you think they just have swords under their habits, like, ready to go, and they're like, come at me! Murder nuns! Yeah, it's like, no. They're just, like, trying to live the peaceful life being married to Jesus. Okay. <laughs> I know, but then you you come for them and they're like, it's time for murder. So there's apparently public debate on whether the 11-year-old heiress should simply be killed or should they send her to a brothel to devalue her in the Pope's marriage plans. That's so terrible. What is wrong with these people? Just keep her in the nunnery. But no, these are the armies. They're like, so when we get her, should we, like, kill her or should we, like, just make her go to a brothel so that now she has no virginity and she's useless? Just, like, have her raped for profit. Yeah, 11. Um, years old. Who's in control of this terrible sword squad? <laughs> I don't know, but they're gross. They're terrible. I hate them. And so, because they're, like, trying to be anti-Pope, which means they're going to be anti this 11-year-old orphan child. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cool. But um, Catherine, to, like, protect herself, shaves her head and then puts on a nun's habit and tries to, like, hide. But she's 11, so, like, I don't know how well that works because she's probably tiny. Mm-hmm. There, she, and it, I have a quote that says, because she was convinced no bride of Christ would go quietly. Mm. So that if she, like, fights back that she thinks that they're going to be cool with it. Yeah. Instead of be like, no, come here. You know, that they'll be like, oh, she's probably a nun, I guess. Yeah. Um... Luckily for her, I think she is probably in Rome, um, and she is led safely to the Pope's custody. So that's fine. They came for her in Rome? (laughs) I think so. (laughs) What? Or at least, like, maybe in Florence, but she, like, is able to sneak off and get to the Pope, who might be nearby. Okay. But either way, like, Pope's nearby, and she gets to him, Mm -hmm. so she's safe. Um, But she still—but she refuses to take off her outfit, um, like, her nun— outfit mm-hmm. which like i'm like that's nice you know she's like raised by nuns cool mm-hmm. also she shaved her head so like <laughs> i know I was gonna maybe be like, that's the part she doesn't want to take off i think she's like my hair is really bad i'm gonna uh, keep this yeah. on I'm and 11. so uh they just they leave and she's okay <laughs> good for her but so you can see even when she's a kid like people are very aggressively anti to her just existence <laughs> which and, is fun and she's very aggressively like i'm gonna live in f you yeah Right, she does not—she's a survivor, 100%, and mm-hmm. is, like, very capable, and that's why I like her. Um, so she apparently is also, like, really grateful for those nuns in general and, like, gives them um, money from her own lands for, like, the rest of her life. Oh, like, an annual income to those wonderful. places. Yeah, 
She's lovely. You are all my moms now. Um, yeah, she's like, it wants to take care of them, and it's very sweet. And I'm like, good for you. Especially, yeah, when she doesn't, when she's raised by them and doesn't have parents. Like, that even though they are probably rough because it's their Italian nuns, um, like, she, she likes them. And I'm like, good. Anyway, so she's brought to Rome after that whole incident by Pope Clement VII, who is her uncle. Ah, Pope Clementine. <laughs> uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And is, he's her uncle. So she's, like, in the Medici family, related to the Pope. It's a lot of things. Medicis are in everything. Yeah. And she, I mean, if you have money, you can be the Pope. Yeah. <laughs> Not if now. Mo- if you have money, you can be anything. Not now, probably. They don't do bribery as much anymore, I don't think. They take it a little more seriously. <laughs> I mean, maybe they're just not bribing enough. Maybe. But I feel like it would be a huge scandal if you tried, so, like, probably you shouldn't do it. It'd be a huge scandal if you got caught. It's true. Um, I think, yeah, Catholics just don't know how to get away with stuff anymore. No. Well, and, like, people, like other people won't let them. <laughs> That's true. Like, people actually it's not have their, more scruples now. It's not their whole world anymore. Yeah. Thank goodness. We love you, Catholics. But, like, religion shouldn't have monopolies. It shouldn't really have no. money to buy positions. Um, Remember the threat of a should. needle camel thing? <laughs> yeah. No, mm-hmm. doesn't ring a bell. Mm-mm. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so she's married at age 14 to um, a 14-year-old French king. Or not king yet, but Dauphin. Yeah. A dolphin. A dolphin. She French. A tiny dolphin. 14-year-old French dolphin. Um, which is weird, actually, because usually you are not the same age just by, mm-hmm. like, how things work. Yeah. And usually the, you know, when women get married, they're way younger a lot of the time. It's because she didn't have her parents to, like, broker it. Yeah. Well, I mean, their their plan was to get her on that throne, and I think um, they, like, timed it really well just, yeah. like, when she was pregnant. Like, the mm-hmm. other queen was pregnant. They were like, get pregnant right now. Do it. So that they're, like, very close in age. Sex every night. Um, which is good, though, too. Like, I always prefer in royalty when the queen is either slightly older or the same age. It's a little less gross to modern sensibilities. And it helps just everything function better. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they get married. Uh, she gets married to Henry. Um, but he seems to openly dislike her, my quote <laughs> says. Like, he's not into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's partially, I think, because he's already, at this point, or, like, very soon after this, will start his, like, uh, lifelong affair with his, like, mistress oh. that he has for, like, his entire life. He's, like, 14. Yeah, she's 20 years older than him. What? <laughs> yeah. But what? They, I, from what I could gather, they started, like, hooking up when he was 15 and she's 35. Stacy's mom's got going on. <laughs> so he has no interest in Catherine. Oh. Um, she's not even really, like, probably a woman technically yet or, like, doesn't look like one. So yeah. he doesn't care. She hasn't had the alien enter her. Yeah. No. Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. Um. But so the Pope dies, like, right after Catherine's marriage, basically, if you're around Catherine. Oh, no. (laughs) You're going to die pretty soon. She just is leaving a wake of death. And and unfortunately for France, that means the new Pope refuses to pay her extravagant dowry. Oh, there you go. Just won't give it. Mm -mm. Because, you know, she was, like, her parents are dead, so they can't pay it. Her family doesn't want her, so they're not going to pay it. So it was probably, like, on to the Pope, who's her uncle and her family member, to pay it from the church. And then they're like, no, we won't do it. 
that's not your money. Nope. That's Jesus's money. Which also sucks because, like, for France, because that's probably a big part of why they wanted to marry her, like, <laughs> into the sucks. family. It like, sucks. Medici name is going to be good for them no matter what. And yeah. she does have money in general, because I'm assuming she inherited her parents' money. Mm-hmm. But, she's, I think she's their only kid. But, uh... Definitely, they were probably banking on that dowry for money right away. Yeah. And she don't have it anymore. It's kind of like the worst Medici to marry. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Like, no one wants this one. Yeah, they don't like her. Mm-hmm. So, it's not good. Um, so, Henry is the Duke of Orleans at this time. And he uh, inherits the French crown from his father, Francis I, on April, uh, or in April 1547. Um, I don't know how long they've been married because I didn't put down the date when they got married, but for a few years, I think, Some at least. time passes. An amount of time. One um, thing led to another, and his dad is <laughs> murdered by old age. Yeah. Uh, I've got to talk to you for a bit about people describing how Catherine looks because Ooh. that's what matters. Yes. With women. Throughout all of history. It's the only important thing. It's all she's worth, how she looks. So in her youth, a Venetian envoy, I'm sure they're going to like her a lot when she's from Mm -hmm. Florence Mm -hmm. and lived in Rome, and this is Venice, Uh um, described Catherine as small of stature and thin and without delicate features, but having the protruding eyes peculiar to the Medici family. Oh, She's got those murder eyes. They're popping out of her head. <laughs> She's like, I'm going like, to murder you. I'm from the paintings I've seen, she does have like kind of protruding eyes. Yeah. So that's yeah. probably true. Yeah. But it is still rude. In in my mind, she's just like a buzz cut murder child still. So like somewhere between that and like older woman who just has no time for yeah, you. Just no doesn't care. And both of them are really wonderful. Beautiful me. images. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another observer drew attention to Catherine's face. Mm. As heavy looking. Heavy looking. I don't know what that means. Especially because the last person said she's like thin. I'm like, she got fat face. Like, or like it looks like it's coming down. I don't know, like long. Like, I don't know what that som- means. Somber? Yeah. Mm. Mm. I mean, yeah, like she's had a really hard, sad life from the get go. Yeah. So, of course, she looks heavy looking in the face if it means sad. Yeah. Um, and her body as underdeveloped, declaring that altogether this little girl does not look like she will become a woman for a year and a half yet. That's because she's not. Gross. This is when, I think both of these are from Italy. So, like, it's when she's less than 14. She's probably not menstruating yet. Yeah. Probably, like, a year. Give it a year. Year and a half. These are the grossest things. They're so gross. Whereas um, a different, uh, like, historian written article I was looking at described her as artistic, energetic, and uh, extroverted, as well as discreet, courageous, and gay, Catherine was greatly esteemed at the dazzling court of Francis I, from which she derived both her political attitudes and her passion for building. Mm, many points of view. Mm-hmm. So, depends on who you talk to. Those first two are like, she doesn't smile enough. Yeah. Where are her boobs? She'd be way cuter if she smiled. If she had a feminine... Because that's the thing I think they're saying about her being thin. I think they're saying she's not feminine shape. Like, she's Mm. not curvy. She doesn't got those curves. And I'm like, yeah, she's a child. She's a child. Stupid. Anyway, so I'm talking about her passion for building for a minute. Because she's very into architecture, which I feel like is uh, strange as a woman at the time. But good for you. Um, so she designs a few chateaus herself, uh, the Tuileries and the Chenonceau, um, which is her unfinished masterpiece, apparently. Oh. Hmm. 
And of course, what I talked about earlier, Henry is not interested in her really because he has Diane de Poitiers, who is his main mistress. Mm-hmm. Um, he also has other ones, but he Diane he's with like his entire life. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. So he really cares about her a lot. <laughs> when he's forty, she's going to be like ninety. It's going to be weird. <laughs> I mean, she's only twenty years older than us, so she'd be sixty. <laughs> but still, yeah, I don't think they're going to live to be ninety. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, she comes to France because she got married, and she brings, like, several traditional things from Italy, like fashion things. And Italy is, like, the fashion capital at this point. So, like, despite the fact that people don't like that she's Italian because they're racist, um, they are interested in her, like, clothes and stuff. Yeah. Because <laughs> she's bringing the trends. Yeah. Um so <laughs> that medieval Kardashian flair. Uh, this includes apparently cooking utensils and techniques, Italian architecture, which is probably also why she's into it, um, and beauty rituals. Mm. So we're getting real pretty. Got to put that lead paste on your face. <laughs> um, specifically, like the biggest thing that people talk about is that she brings over um, perfumed gloves. Ooh. Because at the time, everybody be stanky. Yeah. Because they're not using a lot of like smell good products and like they're not taking baths enough and they don't have very good soap and stuff and so they just stink everybody stinks all the time and especially if you're a peasant because then you're like washing in the river and like you don't you definitely don't have soap you're like working you have a hard manual job that you do all day every day like and you if you're poor enough you maybe like sleep on the ground in the dirt and so it's like yeah it's bad you might have some straw maybe your animals sleep indoors with you during the winter so you don't freeze and but you also then smell like nasty animals Mm -hmm. so it's like you smell like a barnyard all the time and not obviously people at court don't smell that bad, but they still don't smell like good. They're not like using deodorant. No. And so uh, not things that we would consider like everyday normal things to just make you not smell bad. And still like we shower and b- take baths way more than they ever did. So people smell way better. So if you smell someone who smells bad like in now times, just think about how bad they would have smelled like in the Renaissance. In the back times. Yeah, in the Middle Ages or the Renaissance. It would have been really bad. But anyway, so that's why people are into these gloves because they're like, that's cool because then it's like you don't have to take a bath for a few more just days because your hands smell nice. Cover your face with your hands. <laughs> just and keep smell the gloves, hands. man. Yeah. Um, and apparently that was really hard to do um, because they would have to like – a lot of like leather was tanned with manure. Absolutely. That's how they yeah. do like paper as mm-hmm. well. Which makes it stanky. Mm-hmm. And so then they're like, mm, what do we do? You know? And so like apparently for multiple days sometimes they would like basically bathe them in like scent infused like oh, liquids yeah. and just like dip them in and then like like the next day they'd hang them up to dry and then they'd sniff them and then they'd be like, it's not enough. It's not done. And they'd do it for like mm-hmm. a few more days. And yeah. then um, there you go. I need to talk about like the paper and vellum trade Mm -hmm. someday because it's a lot of like and then you urinate on it (laughs) gross it's so bad oh um they're called sweet gloves which is nice too (laughs) sweet gloves sweet gloves um and apparently like people see them on her and i'm sure they smell them and then they're like oh yes we need that right now oh yeah um so even though they don't like her they're like sweet gloves bro yo sweet gloves (laughs) hella gloves um um, they used to scent them with herbs, spices, woods, and flowers such as jasmine, violet, iris, and orange blossom. Delicious. Mm, smell very nice. Mm. Which is I, fun. I like all those scents. Yeah. And, mm. like, a lot of those are very common perfume scents. So it's, like, it's not like they smell, like, probably way crazy different than Oh, no. All, all of those are common perfume scents. Yeah. I have a perfume that smells like every one of those. <laughs> 
nailed it. Oh yeah, but they put them in like animal fat or oil, and that's what they dip them in. Yeah. So that they, but that they've, it's basically like your essential oils added to like just a candle. Yeah. And then they just dip them in that. And then you dip it. And then they're great. Um, they also apparently historians think Catherine brought riding side saddle to France mm. um, from Italy. That that was an Italian thing specifically. Before that, they just planked on the horse. Yeah, <laughs> laid <laughs> down, and. Um, but yeah, but they they saw her riding with both her legs on one side. And they were like, oh. um, "That's impressive that you like invented a new way to ride a horse, to ride a horse, and just look nice doing it." Yeah, because yeah. only for fancy ladies, regular yeah. ladies would never do that. <laughs> they would just ride it like normal. Yeah, um, and apparently that also introduced the French to an early concept of female underwear, is no. what this says, because a man offering to help a woman off of her horse might otherwise risk espying. The sights of heaven is the quote. <laughs> hey. Uh, stupid. Um, scholars also think that the uh, Ballet Comique de la Reine, um, which was performed at Catherine's court in 1581, was the first authentic ballet. Oh. Like the first one that like seems like modern ballet. Mm-hmm. Um, so she might have introduced ballet to France too. Wow. Which they really take hold of. They, uh, yeah, they, they probably deny that it was ever not theirs. Like, no, I was always here. Mm-hmm. However, despite the fact that she's bringing all these cool things and people are into her, um, they also think that she's a witch. (laughs) So that's mostly what we're going to talk about. It is inescapable (laughs) if people have anything, any opinions about you at all. Yeah, I have a quote that says, Queen Catherine was never truly accepted by the French people she ruled over who viewed her as a manipulative foreigner with a passion for the dark arts. I mean, she is. (laughs) Um, They're like, the awesome arts. I also want to point out um, French, I mean, French people in general are very Catholic, which I don't think people, Italians are. No, no, no. Oh, I, don't, okay. <laughs> I don't think that people really like think about that much when they think about France. Sure. Because they're not as overt about it anymore. At the time, they're super very Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like within, like, because our Pope shenanigans, where we had three popes, was only like a couple hundred years before this. Church and that was like popes. specifically about a French pope situation. Yeah. That was a problem. Um, so like it's happened decently within this time. And um, I'm sure, you know, happened again. And like mm-hmm. the pope, her uncle was the pope. And like strategically trying to get that French marriage going on. So yeah. definitely they're heavily involved, heavily connected. And, uh, yeah, it's a big deal to people if you're a witch or, like, if you're practicing dark arts because it's, like, Catholicism is intensely part of their lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also funny to me that they think that she's into dark arts because she was raised by nuns and her uncle was the pope. (laughs) Like, if... It's hard to find someone just by, like, reputation that could be more Catholic than her. Yeah. You know? And then they're like, no, definitely she loves Satan. And I'm like, wow. Like, that's hugely rebellious of her to do so, especially if she's paying those nuns her whole life. Well, you know who's the biggest rebeller of all, Alexa? (laughs) Satan. It's the Satan. Mr. Satan. I'm just going to say I don't think she's doing any, like, black art situations. <laughs> and then she starts hanging out with soothsayers and fortune teller boys. There, and... Yeah, there are reasons that I understand why people <laughs> would be inter- like would think that maybe. And I'm yeah. going to talk about that. But I don't think she's actually, like, performing blood like, rituals like or something. Actually. Yeah. Um, so the French also just think that Italians in general are masters of poison and witchcraft. 
Yeah, when I said, like, all Italians are racist to anyone southerner than her, mm-hmm. that's, like, I think it's everyone. It's just, I mean, yeah, it's definitely Europe, especially now, yeah. <laughs> like, at this time. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not totally sure, like, how it works if you go, like, into Africa or South America or, yeah. like, East Asia. Right. Definitely East Asia. People are uh, racist against people in Southeast Asia. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, like, if you're if you're below me, I'm <laughs> Physically. Pro- probably going to be racist against you, historically. Yeah. It's true. Um, and Catherine is, or Catherine. 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 <laughs> Her son, Catherine. <laughs> Catherine is specifically interested also in science, which makes her a witch. That's definitely witchcraft. (laughs) And um, especially she's into astronomy and astrology. Those are literally witchcraft. Yep, they're evil. Um, And people are like, well, obviously, if she likes looking at stars, she's an evil witch. It's true. Nobody else would do that. Go on Etsy and look up witchcraft zine, and it'll all be astrology. Mm -hmm. I want to say, though, so apparently the French people are like, wow, Italians gross with their (laughs) witchcraft and their terribleness. Um, Uh I read a different, like, article that said, like, this quote, in the Middle Ages, Italy and later France were considered the most powerful countries with regards to poisoning. So it's like, I love that the French are like, Italy's gross with their poison. And I'm like, you too. And also you. You also. So, yeah, people think that she's a sorceress. They call her, her nickname is Queen Poisoner. (laughs) Does anyone get poisoned? Is like, is there a string of deaths? We're going to talk about it. Okay, so there is a string of deaths. Because the thing is... Um, when you're queen, you don't have to poison anybody. Like, you can get people to kill people for you. Uh-huh. So it's like, did Catherine, like, kill people? It's like, her. the, the question is whether or not she killed them herself. Because, like, did she order people to die? Like, yeah, most definitely. Um, that's, like, kind of part of her job. And she likes doing it. But isn't it the job of witches to get demon familiars to kill people for them? <laughs> did they actually poison anyone? Or did the demons do it, Alexis? I mean, it could be. But then you're saying literally all royalty are witches and uh, warlocks. Not all of them, but some. I mean, they all get people to kill people. <laughs> not not all murders. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so she is known for also one of the reasons that people think that she's a witch is for the first 10 years of her marriage with Henry, she has no babies at all. Since she had child. She like can't get pregnant. She's 14, but that's like okay. prime pregnancy ages. And isn't he like spending all his time with older women? He spends a lot of time with Diane. Apparently she has to tell him he needs to go sleep with his wife mm. like regularly. And he's like, fine, I guess. She's like literally being his mom, like, go sleep with your wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yikes. Yeah, it's rough, man. I'm, I, I wonder if he has mommy issues. <laughs> Sounds like. Anyway. Uh. But, yeah, because she wants um, – that's the thing I like about Diane is, like, she really wants France to, like, succeed. She's mm-hmm. very interested in, like – What's going on with France? So, like, as far as being a mistress, she's probably the best mistress he could have. <laughs> yeah. Because she's very mature and aware and is like, you need to have an heir. Go do it. Go do your chores and, like, and your homework. Yeah. <laughs> and then we can bang. And sleep with your wife. Yeah. Go sleep with your wife. That's a good mistress. <laughs> yeah. Who wants you, wants everything to work. Kind of premium French mistress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, 
one of the reasons people think she's a witch is because she can't get pregnant. And so, and they automatically assume that's her fault. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. Couldn't be Henry's fault. It couldn't be any inbreeding issues. It couldn't be any inbreeding. <laughs> it couldn't be any, he's all used up, any yeah. issue. Couldn't, couldn't be there, be too. that he already has syphilis, probably. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Um, but to get pregnant, she does a lot of different things that I've heard. She apparently is ingesting the urine of pregnant animals. Okay. Um, like, specifically, apparently, mule's urine. And she's apparently putting cow dung and ground up uh, stag antlers on the ground as sources of life. I don't understand how poop is a source of life or antlers. Well, we're not witches, so we wouldn't get it. Yeah, I don't get it. Um, I've also <laughs> heard that, like— also, all of that sounds a lot like witchcraft. Right. I've also heard Nostradamus, like, possibly helped her, which we've talked about in the Nostradamus episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also read there was a physician named Jean Fernel who uh, notices that she's got—or he notices abnormalities with Catherine and Henry's sexual organs. Mm-hmm. Like, he gives them, like— Exams and he's like, both of you are weird. Oh, no. So that's why it's not working. You're both um, the devil's helpers. And then he tells, he teaches them like what positions they need to do it in to make it work. Uh, um, but apparently, I guess she got pregnant not too long after that. Okay. So that might have been the problem. <laughs> what if he was like, you need to put it inside? <laughs> you have to actually have sex with her where <laughs> babies could happen. You have to finish. Yeah. Uh, inside. <laughs> um, and you have to, in. There's, look, there's multiple places. Yeah. And not all of them will make babies. Not all of them work the they're, same amount. They're teenagers, and they don't like each other. <laughs> no. It's I hard. mean, it takes 10 years, so by the time they're doing that, if, oh, okay. they're, like, in their 20s. But, I mean, there's not a lot of, like, education about how sex works yeah. at all. So, especially for Catholics. They're good so, Catholics. They don't, they don't know. I mean, I don't think Henry's a good Catholic. Uh, he seems like a good French Catholic. Uh, maybe. Anyway, so because it takes them 10 years to conceive a child, everybody thinks the queen's terrible and she's the worst and they hate her. Yeah. But, um, you know, they got married so young. They have time to take 10 years. And she ends up um, getting pregnant 10 times with children. Mm. Um, only seven of them, I think, live to adulthood. But, like, that's a good amount. That is an amazing average. Or maybe not adulthood, but, like, past childhood. Yeah. Um, After childhood, like, you're kind of on your own. In, I mean, in this time, if you're, like, past 13, you're an adult. So yeah. <laughs> they all make it to adulthood. Good After for that, you. it's, like, not on her if they live or die. No. That it's, much. That's, like, genes and diseases. Yeah. So at the same time around then in 1571, um, Cosimo Ruggeri comes to French court. Oh. Um, He is Catherine's personal astrologer. Mm. He's just coming to hang out. Um, I want to say, too, like we talked about this with Nostradamus, there's no evidence at all from what I've read that she's, like, hooking up with any of these men. Mm -hmm. I don't know that she's, like, that interested, (laughs) um, really. She just wants to know if, like, Venus is in retrograde. She she has personal goals that are unrelated to sex, and (laughs) she doesn't care. I think she's probably eventually, like, as much as she doesn't seem to like Diane, I think she's, like, kind of happy because then she doesn't have to sleep with Henry. (laughs) Yeah. And, like— The uh, the upside of mistresses that we don't talk about Mm -hmm. is that now you don't have to sleep with the husband. Yeah, like, all the time, Mm -hmm. you know? Because she doesn't seem that interested in it besides having kids. Yeah. And after that, once they have, like, seven kids, she's like, I don't want to do this I'm anymore. It's, it's done. I did it. She has multiple sons and daughters to, like, marry. It's We're done. 
We're done. Go sleep with Diane. Well, and like her last pregnancy, she's pregnant with twin girls, mm-hmm. um, and they both have to be like pulled out of her because yeah. they're all gonna die. Yeah. So I think after that, she's like, Mm-mm, no more. Yeah. At and I'm that like, point. right. It's like very sad, pretty jarring, and like they're. I mean, she's probably advised like don't have kids anymore, that's which is probably. weird at the time for a queen, but like now that they have so many, that they're like whatever. That's, that's a lot of kids. It's a lot. And it like does it, a lot to you. At that point, she's probably in her, like, 30s, right? Yeah. Which is, gotta I mean, kind of old to be having kids. I mean, at the time especially. At the time, so, yeah. Don't do it anymore if you don't have to. Yeah. So then she, she kind of, you know, uh, turns her attention specifically to, like, political things, to taking care of her kids, making sure they're going to be good at their jobs, um, to depending on which kid it is. <laughs> she definitely has favorites. And um, I don't care for Job. And to her, like, uh, hobbies, like astrology yeah. and House, building. Household management, country management, yeah. children management. Um, so I have two different sources about their relationship with her relationship with Cosimo. And one of them says that they've been friends since they were little because he's Italian and, like, that's possible. Okay. Because um, she seems like she's been interested in astrology and things like that for a long time, which isn't, like, I want to say, like, isn't that occulty weird at the time? Like, no, you, abs- a lot of people are. It's very popular. I'm joking about it, but it's basically, like, like a side study of alchemy, and alchemy is basically yes, science. right. And so it's, like, it's not weird for her to be it's, interested in that. And it makes sense why she's, like, friends with Nostradamus, because, like, he's really into astrology and, like, the mythical side of, like, Judaism. And mm-hmm. so, like, it probably, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. I get it. Um, and apparently he also might have helped her have the babies. Who knows what did it? <laughs> but it did happen. Something clearly was wrong and then fixed itself yeah. somehow. Um, but so, yeah, some people say that her and Cosimo were friends when they were little, but then other sources said that he was a tutor uh, for Italian language for Elizabeth of Austria, who was a queen of France. Because at the time, France is broken up into a few pieces. Mm-hmm. So she's also a queen, or she might have been queen at the time. Um, and uh, But then she was like, he's weird because he's, like, trying to predict the future. <laughs> okay. Um but then the, Catherine heard about that and then was like, come here. Mm. Come here, boy. I'm interested in that. She likes future predictors because she likes astrology, and that's mm-hmm. a big part of it. Um, and I think a lot of that is her, uh, at least how it's framed on Rain specifically, and I believe this just as like from what I understand of who she was, uh, a lot of that's probably because she's very interested in like the future of her children and her family. Yeah. She's very worried about them in general and like how they're going to, take care of France specifically, especially because Francis is her oldest son and he's very sickly his whole life. And so I think she's like very concerned about how he's going to do as king. And spoiler alert, he's just not king very long because he dies (laughs) from an ear infection or two. An ear infection? Yeah. Oh. I mean, he's already so weak and like, I don't think they know what ear infections are. Yeah. Because Ambrose at that time is their surgeon de row. He's the... Wow. Everyone's in on this. Yeah, yeah. Cool. That's why that's why it was so upsetting to me that he's not in rain because he's my favorite and I love him. And they were oh, like, we're I just going to use Nostradamus for all of that. And I'm yeah. like, I mean, uh, I get it because you don't want to have a million people, but come on. No one's ever going to make anything about him. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to see him. I mean, I get that makes me be like, I don't know. I don't know if I know what an ear infection is. Yeah. Because I thought it was just like my ear hurts and they give you a pill and it's fine. But 
I mean, I don't think that you can normally die from them, (laughs) but I think, like, he's already so weak and his immune system's so bad in every way because of, like, inbreeding and just terribleness that uh, it doesn't take much, just, like, you know, like a blow him over and he dies. It's like when extremely overbred dogs, Mm -hmm. like, oh, they had a weird jaw problem, so they died. Yeah. What? They can't eat. (laughs) What? What? They're like, oh, they couldn't eat? No, it's just a weird jaw. Right. And that's people's best guess from what they heard of his symptoms, but, like, they might have not all been written down or, like, it may be being interpreted incorrectly by the people writing them down since they don't really know what's going on since ear infections are hard to get to (laughs) when you don't have the right tools and you don't really know, like, what they look like. And it could have been something else. And they're not doing, like, hardcore autopsies. Who knows? Um... But yeah, Ambrose is a surgeon of the king for three kings because they die really fast. <laughs> they aren't doing real good. It's not his fault, though. They aren't well bred. Yeah. Well, and one of them gets stabbed in the brain with a lance. So he's, that's not his fault. He's especially not well bred. <laughs> so there's not a lot you can do about that. It's like through his eyeball into his brain. Oh, it's an ear infection. <laughs> Yeah. I'm also like, that's definitely the why year. are you wearing a better helmet <laughs> when you're that, the king? It's your most vulnerable spot. Mm-hmm. And it was like, not to sidetrack too much, but it's at his daughter's wedding. No. Like, it's, it's not even like a competition. It's like for funsies. I think I, you remember, I remember you telling and me about this. And then he dies. <laughs> I mean, we talked about it in Nostradamus because he predicted yeah, that he I would know. die. Yeah. At the wedding. Oh, that's so stupid. Yeah, it's really dumb. <laughs> but anyway, so Catherine um, is like, has a superstitious nature mm-hmm. about things, which just I'm a, just a little stitious. Not surprised about. But it's funny because then people immediately are like, oh, she's superstitious and like a culty. And I'm like, dude, religion is so superstitious. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, like, that doesn't automatically make her witchy. I know. Religions, people who play sports. People who gamble, mm-hmm. all very superstitious. It's true. Uh, I imagine monarchs. They're like kind of yes. uh, the middle of the Venn the diagram of all of those things I just said. 100%. Um, some people think she invented Black Mass, and I think that's giving her way too much credit. I'm like, how awesome would that be? <laughs> I mean, it'd be cool, but I don't. There's no evidence. It's a rumor. It everything is, about this is a rumor. It's super rumor. And people mm-hmm. hate her, so of course they're saying everything like this about her. When would she have the time? I don't know. Especially because she's also like during her whole reign putting down Protestant rebellions in France. They have a <laughs> yeah. lot of problem with Protestants, and I'm like, how many of these are Protestant rumors? Because they're just mad at catholics yeah. yeah and i mean it's fair because they are murdering them so it's not good yeah but i really want to go to a black a mass held by a catherine de medici <laughs> that'd be amazing that sounds like the best concert i've ever been to um but also specifically in this quote it says of course there's very little to prove this outside of a scandalous book <laughs> yeah Ooh, what it's like one book um by jean Baudin. Mm-hmm. oh what's it called i don't know that's all it says i could probably look it up but um and like a few of these, it would say, like, Catherine's a poisoner. And I'd be like, oh, really? And I'd look up their citation for that, and I'd go to that one, and it'd be like, Catherine poisoned people. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, who told you that? And then I would go to a different one, and then, like, I got to the, like, basically the source of one of them, and it was like, she probably didn't. <laughs> and I was like, what? The rumor come out. <laughs> she didn't. The, like, in you know, base source was like, 
doubtful. <laughs> I was like, well, then how did that become? She was a poisoner. And I'm like, people got to learn how to cite things correctly. I want to. It's not fun. They're like, no, I want her to be a poisoner. And I'm like, that's fine. But like, you got to prove it. It's like Countess Bathory. When mm-hmm. they're a powerful woman, you just, it's more fun just to say they're a vampire. Right. Um, but she does have one main person people think she poisoned. Um, and this story is fun to me. So yeah. I'm like, maybe. Maybe. Um, apparently she would also mix potions in her free time. Which I mean, I'm like, who doesn't? Especially when you're into astronomy and <laughs> astrology and, like, probably alchemy. I like they were both like, she's definitely not a witch. But also, like, who doesn't? Everyone does that all the time. <laughs> like, who doesn't? We have talked multiple times on this show about how we concoct potions in our bathroom. Yeah. When Whenever I was, And when I was a kid, I used to just mix the, the different liquids in the dish, you know, like, in yeah. the sinks and be like, what does it make? And it's like, well, it makes disgusting water. That's what it is. <laughs> Filled with bits of food. But you know but what? now it's like a fun new color. But we would have been called witches, probably. 100%. So um, the Queen of Navarre is Jean d'Apre. And she, uh, Navarre, uh, just in case people don't know where it is, it's like southwestern tip of France that borders Spain. Um, So it's a big deal, especially at the time, because they're having problems with Spain. France in the 1500s is having problems with everyone. (laughs) Including itself. Including itself. uh, Many civil religious wars uh, during that time. Having problems with Italy, problems with Spain, problems with England. It's bad. I mean, it makes sense. They're they're like not a very central country, but pretty central between a lot of main people. That only touch them. (laughs) I'll fight Italy. I'll fight Spain. I'll fight England. I'll fight me. I'll punch anyone. I'll fight everyone. But so in the 1500s, there's a civil war between Catholics and Protestants, like I said, and Jean d'Epre is um, defending the Protestants in France. Okay. And she's like a queen of a tiny bit of France, Hmm. which creates problems for Catherine, who's very Catholic and is like, no. That's very bold of her Mm -hmm. to be um, doing that when you're kind of bordered by two extremes. Extremely Catholic countries. Yeah, Spain's very, very Catholic, too. Uh, and, like, the closest big uh, Protestant country is, like, on the other side of France. Right. And they're probably not helping you. Probably they not. don't care about you. <laughs> right. Um, but so because of that, like, people, you know, Protestants are gaining strength from that and momentum. And, you know, they're like, well, we have a queen behind us. And it's, like, really frustrating Catherine because it's just making everything worse. She's yeah. like, if they would just be quiet if you would just stop encouraging them. If they were just for two seconds. <laughs> so, um, in order to, like, make everything better, Catherine arranges a marriage between uh, Albrecht's son, Henry, and her daughter, Princess Marguerite. All right. So they're going to get married, and then she's like, and then my daughter's going to be in there, so I'm going to have control over what's going on, and y'all can suck it. (laughs) That's why you have so many kids. You're going to be Catholic over there, because I say so. It's weird that they would want to do this, Um, like I said, because Jean is not very interested in this, Mm -hmm. Jean, I should say, but... um, I have a quote from her from March 8th, 1572. She wrote this, uh, Jeanne d'Apre. She said, I have spoken to the queen three or four times, Catherine. Mm -hmm. She only mocks me (laughs) and reports the contrary of what I have said to her in order that my friends will blame me. Oh. I do not know how to deceive as she does. When I say, Madame, 
they say you have made such and such a proposal, and it is the very thing she has said. She denies it and laughs in my face. Others only command me to make you come, but I tell you the contrary. Oh, dear. So, Catherine. Uh, you're out of your depth on this one. Does not like her. <laughs> you're, you're, you're out of your depth. She's not a mean girl enough to deal with Catherine. Mm-mm. Catherine is smart and capable and will not buckle under pressure. And so two months before the wedding supposed to happen, you know, uh, Jean is not very interested in it because she doesn't like Catherine. Yeah. And she's really worried about, like, like as much as is it a power, like, move for them to get married, she's worried that, like, it's going to mess stuff up for her. So then she's like, I don't really want to do this. Yeah. And so she's kind of, like, hemming and hawing about it. And then two months before the wedding supposed to happen, she dies. Oh, okay. <laughs> um... Along with all her resistance to keep the marriage from going forward. Oh, yeah. Dies suddenly. That one's a little suspicious. So a lot of Protestants who are, you know, hanging out are upset about that. And they immediately are like, Catherine murdered her. Like, clearly. (laughs) It's so convenient that she died right now. Pretty convenient. Unless Um, she was, like, extremely sick for some reason. Do you know what people think the choice of weapon was? I mean, was it poison again? Um, a pair of poisoned gloves, they think. Ooh, how intriguing. Mm, when you introduce the mm. sweet gloves and she's like, oh, smell them, put them on, how nice they are. The sweet smell of death. And then the poison seeps into your veins. Ah, <laughs> uh, don't kiss her hand in the grave, it'll <laughs> kill you. Um, very cool. There's no evidence of this, I want to say. It's a very good story. None. But um, it is convenient time for her to die. Having looked at her now, um, historians are pretty sure that she probably died of tuberculosis. Oh. <laughs> uh, that seems fair. <laughs> but and she probably had the galloping kind because it seems to have gone pretty fast. Yeah. But, I mean, does that mean that Catherine didn't try to murder her? No. <laughs> she probably tried. She's like, <laughs> she's she was already dead. Yeah. Well, I couldn't. Um, and the French are already kind of, like, not super happy with Catherine. Um, and then at 43, Jeanne dies. Um, and then all the Protestants, like I said, freak out and are like, she poisoned her to death. And at the time, poison is very common in France to kill people with. Um, and there's a rise of the French school of poisoners. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they're said to have inspired as many as 30,000 poisoners by 1572. So there's a lot of people running around that you can just be like, hey, can you poison them for me? Because that's the other thing. Whenever people talk about Catherine poisoning, it's always her doing it herself. Yeah. And I'm like, why would she do it herself if they have, a like, you know, right. 30,000 people in the country who could do it for her? Right. Pick someone close to Navarre and be like, go poison her. Deliver the gloves. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't get it. But whatever. Oh, so that and their civil wars have been going on for 10 years at that time. Yeah. And so... Uh, there's, like, assassinations happening constantly for people for attempts to do that, which is why they're, like, that death seems unnaturally fast and convenient timing for you. So, like, we're pretty sure you killed her. <laughs> How terrible for Catherine. She's like, this one isn't on me, actually. Yeah. I didn't do that one. <laughs> well, and at the time, too, gifting gloves is really common, and it would make sense that she sent gloves to uh, Jean right before the wedding, mm-hmm. like is like a peace offering between them and being like, "Look, our families are coming together." So there you go to murder you. Mm-hmm. 
Like the Queen of Portugal uh, in 1521 awarded the winning jouster of her court with a pair of perfumed gloves. It's like that's a common gift. I would do that, except I would like slap the boy with them Mm -hmm. just a little bit and he'd probably like it. And many people think that she sent those gloves because they say it would have been rude of her not to. Yeah, it'd be a little rude. But I'm also like, show me the gloves. (laughs) Show me the smoking gun. I saw a lot of pretty pictures of gloves that were from like the uh, 17th century mostly because I'm not sure we have a lot of them from the 16th century because they're so old. But I was still like, where the gloves be though? Right. Can't test it if we don't have them. And we probably don't have them. So then we don't know if they even existed. Yeah. Which then becomes the issue. Um, Like I said, people think it's tuberculosis. Do they, like, have her body to test? I think so. Okay. Or at least, like, I'm assuming someone had written down her symptoms. Mm. And so then they're like, Sounds a lot like TB. sound like she was poisoned. <laughs> it sounds like tuberculosis. Um, that's always the fun thing, though, you know, like, with, like, we talked about, like, with historians that, like, you know, they're like, Napoleon had stomach cancer. And people at the time were like, I don't know. He's grasping his stomach and yelling a lot. Uh, I guess he's, it hurts. He's probably just an upset boy. He ate too many beets or something. He's just mad that he is exiled. <laughs> he's just too short. Throwing he's a too fit. Short. <laughs> um, he's lovesick because Josephine doesn't love him. But at the same time, part of the reason I think people think that she's doing all this witchcraft and so sorry is because she's hanging out with Cosimo, mm-hmm. um, who, like I said, is an astrologer. But also, people keep accusing him of doing black arts, right? And he's like an Italian astronomer, and too. he's like predicting things or astrologer. Stuff. Yeah, I don't. right, uh, right. Nostradamus is French, but this guy, no, he's a foreigner. Gross. Uh, But in 1574, he becomes implicated in the attempted homicide of Joseph Boniface de la Mole. Don't do that. When he Mm. reputedly was hired to bring the death of Charles IX by using sorcery. Uh, How how do you get charged with that? (laughs) How do they know if you're trying to kill him or not? Did they catch him like in the middle of a ritual with a picture of him? Little voodoo doll, a little pin sticking in him. It's got a little crown on it that says Charles the Ninth. Because how else do you know which one? They're like, oh, that's definitely sorcery. Oh, I mean that that little doll looks exactly like Charles the Ninth. It's gotta be. I know it's sorcery when I see it. What? I don't know where you picked up voodoo practices in this century France, so but. He- <laughs> He's, that's definitely he's it. doing it. He's doing it. Uh, so he's arrested and sentenced to the galleys for complicity. I wish we had that trial uh, yeah. <laughs> on record. I doubt it. <laughs> I would have loved to hear what um, they caught him doing. But the verdict has, was never made use of, and in 1585, he was pardoned. I mean, yeah. It sounds like let him go. they made it up. Yeah. But he still had to be in prison for like... <laughs> Six years or something. It was like a warning sentence. What? What's first warning? Um, and apparently the reason they let him go is because he's friends with the queen mother. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. She's not going to be like, kill him. She's going to specifically say to her son, look, let him go. He didn't do anything. They caught him doing what? Playing with bath salts? So another reason people think that Catherine was a poisoner is because in one of the um, chateaus she built, mm-hmm. there's a room, and in that room, there's a cabinet, or I should say there are 237 cabinets mm-hmm. that are very small, 
Um, and it's like kind of hidden in the woodwork. <laughs> and so people think that it was like her secret poison room or her perfume room yeah there's or a lot of cosmetic room <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's women's things definitely poison definitely poison i mean um, it would be cool if it was poison but there's so many things yeah well and historians apparently think that they held small objects uh dact like so art objects yeah or um, confidential papers mm, they yeah. think it was like her fancy filing cabinet yeah um, probably not poison. Women don't have filing cabinets. Women don't just have a whole bunch of small compartments for all the small things they have, even though they have a lot of small things. Stupid. Sounds ridiculous. Probably poison. And a lot of these rumors specifically come from a book. I mentioned a book earlier, but this is a different book, a more famous book. Yeah, it's always questionable when there's only like one source. And you know who the source is. Alexander Dumas, <laughs> a fiction writer. Oh dear! Wrote a book about little sword boys. It's called Queen Margot, and it's about um, Marguerite, mm. Catherine's daughter. And Catherine and Marguerite do not have a good relationship. Ah, it's very problematic. Um, in that Catherine is, like, very consistently having difficulties with her daughter who's not listening to what she wants her to do and is, like, I think it's the daughter who's, like, cheating on her husband, which is a big no-no when you're a queen, mm-hmm. <laughs> at least getting caught. It's fine if you're the the dude. Yeah. It's expected if you're the dude. Yes. The queen if you If you're the dude and you don't, people are like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Um, queens are not allowed to do that. Mm. And Catherine is very, like, aware of this. Like, I don't—I'm sure she's like, I mean, it's stupid because he gets to have all the sex he wants and I don't get to do it my mm. way. But like I said, I also don't—like, I, the more I hear about her, the more I'm like, I feel like Catherine, like, might be asexual. She just, like, does not care. She has <laughs> bigger issues on her plate. That's the rumor I want to start is that Catherine's <laughs> asexual. Yeah. And she's just doing this for business. Big ace energy. <laughs> yeah. Um, She's, like, setting up black masses and has no lover. She's like, I ain't got the time. She very much sees sex as, like, um, a power tactic. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it's just, yeah, she's 100% all all about power and politics. And so, like, that's why she's so frustrated, I think, with Marguerite, too. It's like, one, it's not a good Catholic thing to do. Uh, Two, you're the effing queen. You don't get to. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, she's very aggressive um, in how she wants her to be punished about it. Mm. Like, to, to, like, she says directly to to Marguerite's husband, like, what he should do to her um, for the punishment. Oh. Like what she thinks is deserving, and we'll talk about that at a different time. That's but that's fun when your mother in law is like, "This is how you should punish your wife." Yeah, my daughter, and it's like a more aggressive than you think it should be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? And you're like, maybe we don't. Let's just calm down, mother in law. Hey, thanks, Queen Mom. Um, you I, can go. I'll keep that in mind. You can go. Um, and he's like, "Yikes, dude! Now I get it. Your mom sucks." Yeah. Um. And like I, I said, yeah, as a private aside, I get it. Oh, yeah, your mom's terrible. You're absolutely right. <laughs> um, and like I said, not to all her children. It depends. She has favorites, and she picks them strongly and obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um, but definitely not into Marguerite very much. But so the point of that is that this book being written from 
Margot, Marguerite's perspective, perhaps paints Catherine very negatively. Yeah. Um, so, like, I get it. But it's like every, every like, tiny speculation that was ever written about her, like, Alexander Dumas basically is, like, <laughs> runs with it as far as he can. Because it makes it more dramatic. Of course it does. It's and a better it, book. It's a historical fiction. Like, that's what it is. And so it's fun. But then, like, people are like, oh, that must be what she was really like. And I'm like, no, it's a fictional book. I could write a historical <laughs> fiction about how Abraham Lincoln could fly, but it's yeah. not— it doesn't mean he did. Doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean he did it where we could see it. Also, um, it's like it, it's like a, that version of Assassin's Creed, the like DLC where it's like King George Washington. Mm, and he's yeah, evil. exactly. It's like it's fake. <laughs> it's not real. No one, no one would think that. It's just you know, a fun but like story. if that's the thing that survived, people would be like, "Oh, King Washington," and that would be like really confusing and weird. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I get it. It's like when the thing is popular, like, this is what happens, mm-hmm. you know? Then people are like, oh, because, like, I've always heard that about her, and I always just assumed it was true because, like, everyone says that. And, like, in Rain, they talk about it, and I'm like, I love it in Rain, honestly, because it does make it more fun. Yeah. And it that's, seems— That's why it exists, is to make things more fun. Yeah. And, like I said, Rain is so un- like, inaccurate <laughs> that it's fine. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, it's a good story point. And it's and it's like it is possible, yeah. You know, and like definitely there are poisoners at the time. But it's like is Catherine doing it? Like I just don't understand why she would do it unless it was like her own passion project. But she's got other stuff to be passionate about. Yeah, she's all about buildings and astrology. It would be unspeakably foolish of her to be doing this herself with her own hands. And I've like I've also read a source over and over again, or like a a quote or whatever. People keep saying that she was experimenting on prisoners and, like, poor people and whatever with, like, poisons and, like, different medications and stuff. But every time, like, I would go down the rabbit hole of their sources, it would just lead to another source that said the same exact thing Mm -hmm. that quoted someone else. And then it got to, like, a toxicology book, like a textbook that I couldn't, like, look at to confirm. Yeah. But I feel like it's going to be the same thing I said earlier about when they were like, she's a poisoner, she's a poisoner. Probably not. (laughs) That it's, like... Unconfirmed, can't exactly like that. That's just a thing people are saying. Yeah, and so I'm like, and even if she did, it means nothing to me (laughs) because it's like it also could just be for medicine. Yeah, it could literally just be medicine. Hello, it could be medicine, right? Because one of the things was talking about like toxicity, and I'm like, yeah, like she's trying to figure out like how much should I give someone? And if you already have prisoners who are on death row, who better to test on? Mm -hmm. Like that's normal. That's not like you're. That's not being you know mean at the time. (laughs) We've talked about this before. Like, Mm -hmm. it's a very subtle dosage issue between poisoning and medicine. And if you want to figure out what that is, why would you not use people on death row Especially in the 1500s. They're not people anymore. Being death by poison is much kinder than what was probably planned for them. Right. It's just, yeah. There's a lot of things. Um, But this is very similar to me, too. Like, when we were talking about hysteria in our last episode, that... Um, like, people just think Catherine's a witch because they don't like her, mostly. Yeah. They just think she's poisoning people because they hate her and they're racist. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, well, she's Italian, so she's a poisoner and a witch. And I'm like, what? You know, like all Italians do. Yeah. And then they're like, what? She can't have babies? She's a witch. And they're yeah. like, what? She doesn't like Protestants? She's a witch. And I'm like, that's the most <laughs> Catholic thing she could do. <laughs> right? 
<laughs> the most Catholic thing she could do is kill Protestants. It's peak Catholicism. Ugh. Sorry. Like if she didn't care about Catholicism, <laughs> why would she kill them? They can't all be witchcraft things. It can't all be for show. Mm-hmm. Like, especially like donating to the nunneries. Nobody even knows about that. Yeah. She doesn't have to. Right. Like she's just doing that because she's like a good Catholic and she appreciates them taking care of her. And that's more powerful for me is like the stuff that she does where people can't see it. Yeah. And like that's a thing that I think we know specifically because it was like, you know, in ledgers mm-hmm. of like, because they actually kept good records at the time of like finances. Right. And so that she's like writing down like, I gave that to the nuns. But it's probably a lie and she gave it to <laughs> Satan. Or the nuns were manufacturing the Belladonna. Or the nuns were Satan. <laughs> And the Pope was Satan. (laughs) And her uncle, who was Satan. She's Satan's niece. (laughs) What if Satan had a niece? I mean, yeah. So in 1575, um, they just, this building was built. There was a big column in front of it. And then Catherine had like this like placed behind it built to like be her apartment. Okay. And live in it. But it was connected to the column. Okay. And then nowadays, the only thing that's left is the column. Mm. The building's gone. So it's just a standing column. Good column. And then they went inside of it and they were like, well, and they looked at like old photos and architecture and they were like, it's not like supporting anything. It's just there. Like that's <laughs> just, weird. Just a decorative column. Um, but then they like went inside of it and it has stairs in it. Oh. And it's like an outlook column so that you can like sneak in there and look at the stars and plan your astrology prediction situations. (laughs) Your nefarious witchcraft star work. Yeah. It's a 92 foot column. And um, wow, that's big. It's very tall. And it's never been like established exactly what it was for, but like it was connected to her apartment in that building. So like people are pretty sure it was like an astrology situation, astronomy thing. And um that, like, Cosimo would, like, come visit her there, and then they would, like, talk about stars. <laughs> the, what a bunch of nerds. the nerdiest thing in the world. <laughs> She's like, I need a big column for my star looking so that I'm closer to the sky. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's cute. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because there's space at the top where you can, like, sit and look and chill. So there you go. And now you can't go in there because they sealed it. I mean, how but you can look at it. <laughs> how safe could it be? But you can look at they it. They allowed the public to go in and be gone in a year. Yeah, I'm sad though. I want to go in it. I want to look at the stars in there. I don't. I don't want to walk up 92 feet of stairs. So I just say another thing about Cosimo real quick. So he's like visiting her. They're hanging out. He got accused of trying to murder that guy with sorcery, but then it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> and at this point, that's like 13 years ago. Like, what was your that he got evidence? Let, that he got let out of jail. Um, and so then in 1598, he was prosecuted for having a manufactured doll of Henry IV of France, who is uh, Jeanne's son, who's married to Catherine's daughter, uh, with the intent of murder through sorcery. Wait, he did have a doll? Of this one. He did? <laughs> he did? He was doing it? I mean, he had a doll. What? <laughs> I was joking. <laughs> My favorite thing is when you joke about something and that it is actually true. How like, crazy. Like in our nuclear episode when you were like, 
oh, yeah, use nuclear bombs to get the oil. And I was like, hold on a minute. And you were like, no, I was joking. Hold up. No, don't do (laughs) No. Don't actually uh, do it. You can't have evidence. Uh, So there you go. Um, He might have tried to murder that king, too. I mean, he definitely did. But they let him go. (laughs) That what? Because they know it doesn't work. (laughs) You can't accuse no. people of witchcraft and then be like, but witchcraft is Well, no, real. but, like, he didn't die. None of them die. <laughs> so they're like, it's fine. It's like, none of it's real. It's like witchcraft isn't real almost. Apparently, he predicted correctly that Catherine, or to Catherine, that three of her sons would be kings and how long they'd be kings for, which is true. Three of them were kings because two of them died. How many sons total did she have? I think three or four. Well, that would be kind of an easy guess. <laughs> Probably. I mean, one of them could live long enough that he has kids and then they don't get a be That's king. true. That's but, I mean, true. you kind of just have to look at how sickly her children are and, like, how bad the political climate is with the Protestants and then be like, yeah, probably, like, three out of four are going to be king. You look at the first kid and you're like, you're going to have at least three sons. <laughs> He's, like, going to be king for two minutes. Maybe two minutes. He's... he's He's dying right now as I look at him. Poor sweet Francis. <laughs> just trying to live his life. And um, doing very poorly at it. And he also, uh, oh, he apparently predicted those things with an enchanted mirror. So okay. Casual. Yeah, with an enchanted mirror. He didn't just look at them. He also, <laughs> with a mirror, <laughs> he just was like this. Looking behind him. Yeah, he's them in the mirror. Francis is sick. <laughs> really bad. I definitely haven't talked to Ambrose about it. Um, haven't been talking with the doctors. Nope. He uh, allegedly also predicted Catherine would die near uh, Saint-Germain, um, which was the name of the confessor at her deathbed, Julien de Saint-Germain. Oh. <laughs> so he doesn't have to actually go to Saint-Germain, the place. He's well, like, you're going to die nearby this name. And then it's like, that's the name of the dude. What happened? No. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, did he pick the confessor dude? Oh, maybe. Because that's what I'm wondering, <laughs> if it was like conspiracy. Yeah, he's like, if I do that, then my my theory fits, right? Yeah. No, she's not. A, you you predicted the place, not just the name. Yeah. It's like, no, I did, though. I mean, I said St. Germain, and there was a man in there named St. Germain, yeah, so sh- I win. shoved him in at the last second. <laughs> I got him in there. So he dies in Paris okay. in 1615, and riots break out because of rumors about magicians um, who refused to take sacrament on their deathbed, um, which apparently they used as libel against him and denounced him as a sorcerer. So the wizards wouldn't take sacrament? Yeah, when they're dying, which means that they're evil wizards. Uh, and you should kill them, but they're already dead, so... People are people just want to be mad, I yeah. guess. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. They just want to riot. Well, and it's funny because, like... Not much has changed in Paris. <laughs> also, Protestants, like, do they take sacrament when they die at this time? I don't know. I don't know what they do now. Is that just to, like, trick... <laughs> Is that just to say that Protestants are <laughs> sorcerer devils? Are they wizards? I don't get it. <laughs> Hogwarts? I don't know why I put that in there. I don't know. Anyway, was, um, was Cosimo and Catherine lovers, do you no, think? No, like I said, I don't think so. Okay. They don't... Nothing says anything about that. Yeah. I think she's just interested in science. She likes science boys. Keeps them around. They had little ace uh, star dates. Yeah. In a tower. Just looking. It's cute. 
Yeah, nothing seems romantic. And he's, like, trying to murder lots of, like, apparently kings and stuff. I don't think that she'd be, like, super happy about that. No, that's problematic. Yeah. She's like, if I wanted them dead, I would just hire someone to kill them. Yeah. I don't need you to do it. Um, oh, but still today, perfumed gloves are still a thing. I know. Like, get. listening this whole time, I'm like, I want to get a pair of gloves and perfume. Um, them. Brands like uh, Guerlain and uh, Maitre Perfumier uh, et Gantier uh, produce limited edition leather gloves saturated with fine fragrances. Whoa. So Catherine's fragrance gloves live on. I want one. I mean, they sound great. I hate leather that gloves are also very nice. I hate that it's spring because it's not the season anymore. No, it's not for gloves. And I mean, these ones are definitely gonna be pricey. I wonder if anyone sells them on like Etsy. I bet. Mm, I bet. Because Etsy's got all like the you know old school crafty yeah things. Etsy is basically like a bazaar from mm. like the Middle Ages. Yeah. They'll Basically. sell you armor and stuff, whatever you want. <laughs> they'll sell you armor. They'll sell you silicone infants. Yeah. They'll sell you Swords. cakes. They'll sell you jewelry. Probably perfume gloves. Probably perfume gloves. Probably a side saddle. Whatever you need. They'll sell you a whole horse. <laughs> whatever you want. Not all in one piece, though. Yeah. You got to buy individual pieces. <laughs> you got to buy the pieces. Discount they, if you buy them all at once. They're in a bundle. not cheap, though. <laughs> Anyway, that was like, you know, Catherine episode about sorcery uh, and if she's a witch. Which I don't <laughs> think she's a witch. She's just a lady trying to live her life. Just a lady trying to make it through. I, I like when I was reading those things at the beginning about her like childhood, I was like, what's happening? Like, <laughs> what? Yeah. They're like, oh, then when she's a month old, they put her on a donkey and they're like, look at her family's a failure. And I'm like, what is happening? What? Wow. Oh, also, I forgot to mention, because I was going to put it at the front, but I forgot about it until now. Um, we should talk about Notre Dame real quick. Mm, yeah. Um, so it was on fire recently. <laughs> so you may have heard. I'm sure you heard. Um, it was on fire recently. Many people text me about it specifically that day, and I'm like, I know, friend. Um, I'm aware. I know. I know all the things about France. The building sent me a direct psychic message. <laughs> I could feel it inside of me mm-hmm. that it was burning. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, now that, like, the it's not on fire anymore and, like, they've figured out the damage and what's happened, it's like, you know, like, a lot of people were very upset about it. Um, and you don't need to be. It's okay. Like, fire's out. It actually didn't hurt that much of the building. Yeah. Um, they're going to rebuild it. And, and they've had to before. And, like, now people are really into it. So yeah. they're getting so much funding. Right. This they've is got like, a lot of money to rebuild it. Listen, if I was the Christian God, this is exactly what I would have done. <laughs> yeah. And uh, no one died. Everyone's putting right. money into it now. A few people got hurt, but I'm sure they're going to be fine. All the treasures were taken out. All the statues were out of the building at the right. time. Right. Like, only one of the stained glass windows was even, like, close to being damaged. Mm-hmm. Like, they're beautiful and fine and... It's what you do. Like, old buildings are old, and they catch on fire easily. It happens. Yeah. It's a shame, but you just rebuild. Yeah. And, you know, it's—I think it's a good lesson with everything that, like, you know, about history. Everything is, like, temporary, and we just do our best to keep it the way that it can be as much as possible. Um, but, like, you know, things aren't meant to last forever. And yeah. We just got to remember stuff. Yeah. And that's, like, one cool thing about— History in the modern days, we have, like, all these really cool computer-generated, like, mm-hmm. 
architecture things about the building. And right. like, you're reading that article about Assassin's Creed Unity. The designers yeah. for that game have like intricate details about every inch of it. Which is beautiful. Uh, like you spent years just like getting everything perfect. You know mm-hmm. everything about this building. It makes that game useful. <laughs> it's amazing. It finally has worth. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to say I love Assassin's Creed Unity because it let me walk around, like, in Notre Dame and in the Louvre, like, in the day, and everything's so beautiful, and it made me cry, but it the game sucks. Game, <laughs> game is very it's bad. awful. The it story is terrible. It, so I should be so happy. It's awful. So, um, yeah, anyway, Notre Dame is okay. You'll be okay. Everything's fine. <laughs> Thanks for listening today. We love you. We love you. Uh, email us at hystericalhistorypodcast at gmail.com. If you heard recently, we did our mini. We got so a little mini. Listen to the mini. mini. And like I said earlier, because we um, recorded a, a, an episode watching along of an episode of Rain, uh, we're going to post that too this week. So there's going to be so many episodes for you to listen. So many things. And, you know, if you don't want to listen to minis, like, skip them. If you don't want to listen to yeah. us watching TV shows, skip it. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. We won't be offended. Nothing's critical. No. But if you want to hear us, like, mock historical movies and TV shows, we're going to be doing that. Yeah. So, And then you can watch it along with us. We'll mm-hmm. tell you where to get it and how to do it. It'll be great. It'll be a good time. Rain is on Netflix. It is on Netflix, at least for now. So yeah. So if you got Netflix in uh, this year, common era, two thousand and nineteen, mm-hmm. April, uh, you can do it. You can do it. And uh, I tell you what episode it is in the episode, so that you know which one, because it was very confusing. <laughs> episode within an episode. <gasps> With and we're telling you in an episode. It's so much inception, episception, episception. Bye. Uh-huh. Bye.